You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone, Dave, here with Casey. We are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Ho, 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 you know it, player. <laughs> That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. It is Tuesday, December 20th. We're coming at you from Los Angeles, California. And it is, is it 68 degrees, Casey? 69, dude. <laughs> awesome. All right. In today's episode, we'll talk about the season of the comeback. One of the biggest games without one of the biggest stars. Playoff spots filling up fast. A new home for Sunday ticket. The week 17 flex undecided. And all of the awesome games coming up this week in the NFL. But before we get to all that, let's get it going with a tasty nug for the people. What you got, Casey? Yeah, dude, a tasty nug. A little bit painful, but I'm a professional, <laughs> so I will get through it, dude. You might remember when Rayshon Jenkins had that 52-yard game-winning interception, walk-off interception in overtime for the Jets. It's my Cowboys. <laughs> but... Hey. Not as bad as the Chandler Jones walk-off. They call it a fumble <laughs> recovery. It was more like an interception. That was a walk-off for the uh, the Raiders against New England, Dave. And with Jenkins and Jones' game-winning defensive touchdowns, that's the first time since 1970 there were two walk-off defensive scores on the final play of a game in a single week. Oh my goodness, dude! It was crazy. There was no—I've never seen anything like that. Raiders, I, like you, literally just stole what I was about to. I have never <laughs> seen, in however many years—forty-five, fifty, whatever plus years of watching football, every level of—I've never seen something that insane happen at the end of a football game, so and brutal. so crazy, unnecessary too. Yeah. Um. But wow. Um. All right, Casey, <laughs> I got to shake that up. I'm still <laughs> the Raiders went from the lowest of low to that, like from oh, yeah. back to back weeks after um, choking out that last game. All right, let's move it along. Casey Trenzo now available. That's the podcast that you are listening to right now. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we're now on Amazon Music as well, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check out the trend zone by the football dudes. Casey, let's move it along to the top trending stories of the week. You may have remembered Saturday NFL football, Casey. Seemed like it was really not working out so well early on for the Vikings. What the hell happened? Dude, they made history, man. The uh, Houston Oilers are thankful for this one, baby. <laughs> the Vikings, dude, a 33-point comeback. That thing was insane. It was I didn't even feel like it was close until like super late. And you're like, wait a minute, they're only 15 down here. But the Vikings came all the way back. All the way. 33 down to win that thing, Dave. And now poor Matty Ice has the biggest Super Bowl collapse in history and now the biggest regular season collapse in history. He had a lot of help in all of those, but still, nonetheless. But that wasn't all. That was the biggest one. But the Bengals, dude, were down 17 points, came back to whoop. Tom Brady and those Buccaneers. And, of course, Jacksonville also down 
17 points to win due to never, and I mean never, in a single week in the 103-year history of the NFL have as many teams come back from 17 or more points to get that victory, Dave. And that just, it's indicative of how crazy this freaking season is, man. It's been week to week. It's insane, dude. Yeah, every week we could point to this, that, or the other game and say, look at this, this crazy comeback again. Yeah, it's dude. Maddening. 71 games this season. Teams come back to winner tie after trailing in the fourth quarter. That's the most through 15 weeks. 56 games this season decided by a game-winning score in the final two minutes of regulation overtime. The most through 15 weeks. 44 <laughs> games this season, dude. A team has overcome a deficit of at least 10 points to winner tie. Guess what? Also the most. Seven teams last week got a game-winning score in the final two minutes of regulation and overtime. That ties a single-week record. And six teams last week won after a racing fourth quarter deficits bro unreal dude oh Oh, man just 101 games decided by a (laughs) touchdown or less also the most i don't know this season is on freaking crazy pills dude yeah no doubt and it seems like (laughs) i don't know whether it's like we obviously see all the games with all the tvs but i mean firsthand staring at my chargers coming back with 44 seconds left uh, and getting that game-winning drive, you know, and that's just the epitome of the, every week in the NFL. It's just mad. It's complete madness. Yeah, dude. It just makes you know that uh, the playoffs are going to be completely painful for every <laughs> fan base except for one. Dude. One, <laughs> one fortunate fan base will somehow escape Ooh. the misery, Casey. All right, Casey. Let's talk about. Um, uh, you mentioned it, the playoffs, perfect segue in. Uh, some teams have punched their tickets. Some teams are out of there, but most of the teams are somehow still in the mix. Yeah, dude, only six uh, berths clinched so far. That's the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, and my Dallas Cowboys. This week, if the Bengals win, they're in. Easy breezy, lemon peasy. <laughs> also, clinching a playoff berth if they win their next two games uh, that's the Ravens, the Chargers, the Giants, and the Buccaneers. And clinching a playoff berth, if they win out the remaining three games, that's the Dolphins, Titans, Jaguars, Patriots, Commanders, and Panthers. So a lot of teams have a kind of a lot of control over their destiny. It's kind of that if you can just win those games in front of you, you're in. Yeah, and we do have a handful of teams on live support. The Jets, Raiders, Browns, Steelers, Colts, Lions, Seahawks, Packers, Falcons, Saints. They're not dead yet, man, but they, they <laughs> do have a glimmer of life. And, of course, those that are eliminated, the Broncos, Texans, Bears, Cardinals, and Rams, hashtag 2023 NFL Draft. Yes, not for all of them, though. Um, okay, moving along, Casey, to the Pro Bowl. There are There is no Pro Bowl. But <laughs> Pro Bowl adjacent, Dave. It's just in. There's no Pro Bowl. But they're still voting. What do you got, Case? Yeah, Tua leaving, uh, leading all vote getters with over 300,000. Um, Tyreek Hill second. Patrick Mahomes third. And Justin Jefferson fourth. And then Travis Kelsey coming in fifth right there, dude. There's some good football players, dude. How about the San Francisco Niners? They lead all clubs with total votes received. The Minnesota Vikings, Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs round out the top five in terms of teams receiving the most fan votes. Fraud. (laughs) All right, Casey. No decision uh, just yet on the Week 17 Sunday night football game. So that game was initially set to be my beloved Chargers facing 
the Los Angeles Rams, the battle for Los Angeles. For some reason, this has lost its luster. Yeah, it seems crazy talk. That's partly because the Rams are officially eliminated, as we just said. But, you know, at least Baker's there that gives you a reason to tune in for that. Yeah. Um, But they are going to wait and see what happens this week before they commit to week 17. There are some candidates there. Dolphins, Patriots might be sweet. Jets, Seahawks. They just have to see how these games um, wrap up this week, but also a handful of great divisional games that it could be too, besides that uh, Dolphins Patriots. Yeah. How about Steelers, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Packers. I mean, really interesting games uh, down the stretch there. Uh, certainly divisional games, no matter what are going to be tasty as can be. Uh, and hopefully both, both participants might be still win and you're in kind of scenario. So that could be awesome. Uh, one of those games is going to emerge as the, the the Sunday night football game, and it's going to be a good one. Yeah, Dave, I'm going to go out on a limb and say those games won't be decided until late into the fourth quarter. It's going to finish another. I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Casey Dombas or whatever, right? <laughs> you are pressing it, my friend. Okay. Um, Casey, uh, this has been something that's been percolating in the NFL for a long time. What will happen with the Sunday ticket? Uh, it's been with DirecTV for uh, I don't know what it is, 30, close to 30 years, I believe. Uh, people have been disenchanted with DirecTV, and now it appears there may be a new home. Yeah, dude. Well, AT&T came in and bought DirecTV, and that's kind of the start of the downfall for them. But Apple yeah. TV says they're officially out. If you don't like iOS, if you're an Android head, that's good for you because it looks like Google and YouTube TV is the front runner for this. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. It's a cash cow, but Dave, I'm worried they're just going to F this thing up no matter who gets control of it, man. I'm really worried about that streaming platform, dude. You just mentioned it. We have the wallet TVs. We watch every game. I don't know that there's bandwidth that exists right now for us right. to be able to do that. So I'm worried that it's going to get messed up no matter who gets it. Yeah, I'm more than a little worried, Casey. And um, uh, there is a, a little sliver of hope uh, here, which is that they could still sell limited satellite rights to bars and consumers in areas that lack access to sufficiently effective high-speed internet. I'm watching Thursday Night Football, and it's really been disappointing for me with my internet. And that's one game, and we're accustomed to watching seven games. So, and dude, you're in Santa Monica, bro. Like one yeah. of the tech capitals of right. the world, yeah. and we have I mean, crappy Wi-Fi. Los it's Angeles, insane. yeah, in yeah. general, but yeah, Santa Monica here. Uh, it's mind blowing that the that I don't have like just screaming internet, but I don't, and yeah. um, it, it it is really, really you know a disappointing. Uh, turn of events that it yeah. went, you know, that they have gone straight to this streaming only kind of uh, concept when clearly uh, the uh, infrastructure is not there yet. Yeah, and we want to know what not. you. Yeah, we want to know what you guys think out there. Hit us up on any of our socials. Let us know if you're into the streaming or you like DirecTV or if you got any thoughts on this moving forward. All right, moving along, KCR Survivor Three Strikes Pool. We have both been sufficiently eliminated for quite some time. Um, but there are, unbelievably, people still playing. Yeah, the most popular correct pick was Minnesota over Indy. I don't know how you still had the Vikings left, and the most popular incorrect pick was the Commandos over the Gigantes. <laughs> most popular picks heading into next week, Buffalo over Chicago. How do you still have Buffalo? Yeah, right. 1.5% <laughs> okay. of the country still has the Bills. 
<laughs> fantasy go back starts of the week, Casey, um, where we go back and relive our fantasy nightmare. This week, I lost by 54 points. I was debacled completely, and I am out of the playoffs. And that's it for me. Nothing I could have done would have saved that. You know, Dave, I actually saved myself from myself. I have all these running backs on my bench, and I almost got cute and went with Burkhead or a White in Tampa and benched Barkley because I didn't like his matchup. But I don't play matchups, Dave. That's I. It's just a philosophy that I don't adhere to. So I went ahead and stayed with Saquon, and I rode the victory of the dick man Sam Pornhose, sent him to an early grave, baby, and I lived to f- go to the semis. Sounds sounds enviable indeed, Casey. <laughs> um, uh, all right, moving on to our next segment, Total Fantasy Domination. This guy, Casey, at quarterback, had a very big role in my season ending. Go ahead. Oh, you must be talking about Josh Allen of the Bang Dang Owls, baby. 304 pass yards, four passing TDs, 77 rush yards, and a two-pointer. Who gives a shit about that fumble? Yeah, Dave, we were supposed to have snow in the forecast. It was going to be a low-scoring game. From the Where's ball. all that snow? Until <laughs> the very end, it's supposed to be a snowy game. Okay. Uh, I'm still getting over it. All right. Uh, running back, Jerick McKinnon. Obviously, uh, plays for Kansas City Chiefs, but also Snivellers, 52 rush yards, a rush TD, TD, 70 receiving yards, a receiving TD, oh, and a two-point conversion. Pretty big game for McKinnon. Yeah, and it's a disco donkeys duo at wide receiver. Zay Jones still scoring on my Cowboys, 109 <laughs> receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. Still got a little burnt Kelvin Joseph on his cleats, dude, because he just roasted him dude we've been talking about zay jones as a pickup up to like six eight weeks ago and uh if you didn't get him man you blew it how about that tight end george kittle disco donkeys in the san francisco 49ers he had 93 receiving yards and two touchdowns that'll do it yeah all right casey move along if you happen to be still alive like some people are uh, then you might need a quarterback. I couldn't. I, I can't imagine that you would need a quarterback at this point. But if you do happen to be in a pinch, then we've got some options at the uh, top positions. What do you got? Yeah. What about Brock Purdy, dude? He got his first road win last week. Looking to get a second one this week, going up against those Commandos. And if your starting quarterback might have a shoulder issue, you might want to look at the porn stash, Gardner Minshew, baby, <laughs> for those Eagles going up against my Cowboys, possibly. All right, that running back, which is always slim pickings. How about Darius Jackson? He's going against a Charger defense that has struggled to stop the run, and he is obviously going to have more opportunities um, with the primary running back out there. How about Chuba Hubbard for the Panthers going against Detroit? They give up points left and right, so it seems like a pretty good opportunity for Hubbard. Yeah, and receiver, if you're going to attack these uh, 49ers, you got to do it through there. How about Jahan Dodson coming off a real nice game against the yeah. Giants? Um, couldn't get any love from the refs. And Romeo Dobbs, dude, he's starting to get healthy again on Monday night against the uh, the Rams. He had five for 55, so maybe he's starting to get uh, in favor with the quarterback there. All right, and that tight end, Juwan Johnson, we've mentioned him a number of times. If you haven't picked him up yet, if he's still available, uh, they'll be playing against Cleveland, and he's coming off a two-touchdown game versus the Falcons. Speaking of uh, 
next tight end opportunity, Cade Otten. We've also mentioned him a number of times uh, for the Bucks. He'll be going against Arizona, who has the uh, worst team in the league in fantasy points against tight ends. So looks like a pretty tasty matchup. Dave, to hell with all that real, uh, fantasy crap. I need some reality, bro. Yeah, let's go to the game previews, Casey. It is week 16. Week 16? Slipping away. Damn, it is slipping away, dude. Golly, I'll tell you what. But we've got a lot of good football in front of us this weekend in particular, starting on Thursday night football, and it is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. The Jets at home are favored by one. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible, dude, because these Jags are heating up. They've won through the last four, and Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like that generational quarterback talent. Seven TDs in his last two games, dude, and those three wins coming off of playoff teams, Baltimore, Tennessee, and Dallas. They're 6-8 and eight right now, just two games back of the wild card spot. They might take this damn division over, dude, if they could yep. get this win. It's shaping up good. On the other side, the Jets, man, um, Mike White's going to be out for this. So it's going to be Zach Wilson, who wasn't terrible last week. Wasn't great, though. They've lost three Beautiful straight. Beautiful endorsement, now... Casey. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, he was great. Ah. No, no, they're now 7-7. <laughs> seven and seven, And um, looks like that jet might be crash landing, bro. Oh, no. Okay, so we'll move it along to Saturday. That's Christmas Eve, the early games. Let's get yeah. started. All right. It's a bird battle. Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens are seven-point favorites. Yeah, and Desmond Ritter uh, for the Falcons, dude, he got his first start last week, 13 of 26 for 97. Uh, this just in, that's not very good. Uh, and they came up short, but they were competitive in the 21-18 yeah. game. And at least they're going to get a couple of starts for Ritter to see what they've got. And I think that's really important at this point in the season. We know moving forward, Mario is a great guy and everything, but it looks like we need to know more about Ritter yeah. uh, heading into this offseason. And then Baltimore, uh, you know, at 9-5, and five, the Ravens are in pretty good shape to make the playoffs. Um, but... Uh, a loss versus Atlanta would turn up the pressure in a huge way for the final two weeks. And those final two weeks are Pittsburgh and then at Cincy. So if they somehow find a way, if the Ravens find a way to drop this game, it could get pretty, pretty tense in Baltimore, man. It's starting to look like last season when they were set up and, oh, they just need to win a couple of these last yeah. games and kept just dropping them, dude. I mean, they should be able to handle Atlanta, but if they don't, ooh, ooh yeah. trouble. Get nasty. All right, up next is the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. The Lions on the road are favored by three, and this is a hot Lions squad, dude. Oh, are you just saying that? Because when you <laughs> said they were one of the hottest one-in-six teams, maybe the best one-in-six team ever, that's that's really that, when they man. took off. <laughs> Dan Campbell got a little piece of that kneecap. They're now 7-7, seven and seven, Dave, and they're playing pretty damn good football. Went on the road and beat a tough Jets defense last week. Went for it on fourth down midfield. Uh, turned a fourth and short into a touchdown. And, uh, man, they, look, they are definitely going in the right direction. And then that Carolina, dude, oh, they dropped that to the Steelers. Otherwise, their fate was in their own hands. But after this week, they are at Tampa and at New Orleans. So, um, they can still get into this mix, dude. That NFC South, nobody wants it. So if they can yeah. figure out a way to beat these Lions in a cap battle, five and nine right now, not not terrible if you're in the South. Yeah, man, that Panthers team was on fire with Sam Darnold. And I, that last, last week was disappointing, man. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Up next is the Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. And those Bills are nine and a half point favorites. 
Yeah, and Buffalo at 11 and 3. Uh, they got the number one seed and the bye right now, but they cannot afford to lo- lose as their hold on the top seed is is just very tenuous right now. They've got the tiebreaker having beaten Kansas City, who's also 11 and 3. And with a tough schedule remaining that is at, at Cincinnati Ooh. and then New England, right? They can't afford to let down right now. They can't afford to, uh, to underestimate the Bears squad, right? Who are pretty feisty, right? Bears, on the other hand, they're 3-11, right? So nothing in the playoffs picture for them at all. But good news, they hold the second overall pick in the draft. That's awesome. And they have their quarterback in yeah. fields already. It looks like he's the man, right? So that makes it for really a valuable pick right there. Somebody might need to jump up to that spot. They go back, stock it up with a bunch of picks, and load it up for Justin Fields moving into next season. So very interesting game on both sides. Who knows, though? The the Bears could end up playing spoilers. Yeah, although I don't know what uh, Trevor Simeon's status is. I don't know if he got hurt in the game last week. But I might need to see him the last couple weeks. I don't need Justin Fields getting hurt gotcha. week 17 or 18. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you pay your money for the ticket to see what happens. But um, I might be shutting that dude down. I love Yeah, good point. But he's doing. having a phenomenal rookie se- uh, uh, sec- uh, sophomore season. Rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, up next, Casey, New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. Browns at, at home favored by three. Yeah, and five and nine, the Saints, they're the 12th seed right now, but they aren't mathematically eliminated and have a shot at their division. And at six <laughs> and eight, the Browns are also a 12th seed. They're not mathematically eliminated, but both teams are going to need to get hot and get a ton of help. And I don't see that happening for both of these. I think actually the Saints have a better chance. Yeah, they're close. Actually, could win that division. Uh, <laughs> Maddeningly, nobody, as you mentioned, wants that division. Wow. All right, up next, Dave, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are 10-point favorites over the Hawks. Whoa. Man, a big number, a big number there. But the Seattle Seahawks are sitting at 7-7. They've lost four of their last five, and it seems like that fairy tale Geno Smith season is in jeopardy of ending up a disappointment and and then missing the playoffs, although he could still win comeback player of the year. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. Um, But – after this tough game at Kansas City and at seven and seven, just a half game out of the playoffs, they've got playoffs? two winnable. They, they got two winnable games after that against the Jets and the Rams, and that might be enough to get them in. They could get in at nine and eight. Who's who? You know, if they can fin- win two of the next three, Kansas City, on the other hand, obviously, uh, you know, despite going to overtime and barely eking out a win against the Texans last week, the Chiefs have actually won seven of the last eight. And oh. that um, oh, they've only lost that, that loss to Buffalo, who they're tied with, keeps them from the, the, the number one seat. So they're not far away from getting that by. It's right out in front of them. So they certainly have plenty to play for right now. Um, and then, uh, of course, they have after this Denver in the, the Raiders. So uh, they're licking their chops at a chance to somehow get that number one seat. Dude, I, I know it's always about my Cowboys with me, but the it's, narrative it's, is so different. You know, what the hell's wrong with the Cowboys? They barely beat the Texans. Oh, and then the Chiefs get taken to overtime to beat the Texans? What a gutty win. What a great performance. <laughs> well, they have won seven of eight, Casey, and they are. They, they, we won four or five. <laughs> Up next, it's the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings at home favored by four in this one. 
Yeah, dude, and kind of one of the most shocking wins of the week for me anyways was the Giants coming off that huge divisional win to get to 8-5-1 and five and one, solidly yep. in position to make the postseason, even with their record coming up. Got a little help from the Zebras in that game, but yep. um, what are you going to do? And Minnesota, oh, that first half looked like crap. I was thinking of all the jokes I was going to talk to with my Viking fans about, and then the second <laughs> half came. They rallied minus 33 to get that huge win. They're at 11 and three kings of the north dude depending on this jalen hurts potential injury the vikings could move into the first seed so they got a ton to play for try to get that first round by so uh you know if they can finish strong you might have some people believing that they might be able to do something in the playoffs yeah i'll tell you what with those giants against the the redskins and and the officiating nonsense Commandos. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Take a My drink. Mistake. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I'm I'm on it. Um, they, you know, they just can't leave it up to the refs. You got to uh-uh. take our business. Yep. They should have dominated that game. I think we both agree on that. That 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 they really let one get away. And how about this Vikings team? You know what? I mean, what are they not? What what could they not do? They can't get any respect. Yeah, no respect. They get no respect. Funny danger field. All right, Dave, up next. Ooh, this is pretty tasty. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots and the Bengals are three and a half point favorites. I don't know why I did an accent on this. I just going with it. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, the Bengals have won six in a row. Sneaky six in a row. Doesn't feel like there's enough people talking about how hot they are right now. And even with Chase being out for a handful of those, they've really put together some good, good football. Uh, and, they, and they went down 17 to nothing. Seemed like it was all coming to an end. Sure enough, 34 unanswered to pummel the Bucks last weekend. Burrow and the Bengals are playing great football right now. But are they peaking too soon? The question. But you know what? Burrow coming off a phenomenal game. In fact, I think all three of the top receivers for the Bengals, uh, Chase Higgins and Boyd came down with a touchdown reception last week as Burrow uh, tied a career high with four touchdown passes. I mean, these guys are smoking hot on offense. And if you, it's going to kind of, it feels like moving into the playoffs and moving forward with this team. If you can't put at least four or five touchdowns on the board, you're not going to compete with the Bengals. No, no doubt. And I don't know that these Patriots have four or five touchdowns in them, man. Um, they've lost three out of the last four. They're seven and seven. And they're on the outside looking in, Dave. Just a couple of weeks ago, you guys were staring up at them. Now they're staring up at you, dude. And if you ain't the Ooh. lead dog, the scenery never changes. But, man, brutal games down the stretch. After these Bengals, they have they, uh, the Dolphins. uh and the Bills, I think. So um, it's going to be brutal for these Patriots. Oh, they don't have the Bills. They've already um, played them twice. But I just they're not consistent enough. They need a lot of stuff to go in their favor for them to get the wins. And you just don't see um, what you saw happen last week to a Patriots team under Bill Belichick. It's just kind of mind-blowing. But we'll see. Can they respond after such a devastating loss, man? You got one less day to try to do it. I don't know, man. Um, it's uh, it's, it's going to be tough for the Patriots to get back in this mix, dude. No doubt about that, dude. Okay, up next is the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Titans at home favored by seven in this one. Yeah, dude, and Houston fan loves it. Play a great game, get the Chiefs to overtime, play well enough to win and just lose by a little bit. Make sure you're holding <laughs> on to that top spot 
in the draft to find out, you know, which of those quarterbacks you want to grab if that's where they go, which I think that they will. And then the Titans, dude, they've lost four in a row. They dropped to seven and seven. They got a, a hard charging Jaguars team on their heels, really chomping at them. We saw last week Tannehill, um, we thought he was going to be gone, got that ankle wrapped up and came wow. out, played okay, but no mobility for him. So yeah. it's really... He got pummeled in the second half of that game because he couldn't yeah. move. You're right. So it's it's really all on uh, Derrick Henry to get this uh, team going. So they should be able to get this win, but then they got the Cowboys coming up and then at the Jaguars, dude, and that could be... For all the marbles, that could be our uh, Week 18 flex, man. Ooh, no doubt. That would be a tasty one if the Jags are that hot to get there. Mm. All right, moving it on to Saturday games, Casey. Christmas Eve late. Oh, yeah. We got the Washington Commandos at the San Francisco 49ers, and the Niners are seven-point favorites. Oh, yeah. Dave. Yes? Fun fact, the Niners have won seven consecutive games. That's the NFL's longest active winning streak. The 10th time in history the Niners have strung together at least seven wins in the regular season, including 81, 84, 94, and 2019. Anything ring a bell about those seasons? (laughs) Super Bowl? They went to the Super Bowl in all of those seasons. Uh, I remember that 94 one against the (laughs) Chargers. A little too much memory. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Casey, how about this Washington team? We'll get started with them. It's seven, six, and one. Dropping that game to the Giants was not good for their playoff hopes. Let's be honest. After this game versus the Niners, which is obviously a brutal game, um, they have got uh, Cleveland and Dallas, and Cleveland's been fe- uh, feisty. And that Dallas game, I mean, it might not mean as much to the Cowboys because it kind of seemed like they're stuck in a little spot there. Yeah. Um, but guess what? What doesn't what 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 isn't better than knocking the, your your division foe out of oh, the playoffs? Completely, dude. Right. So there's plenty to play for there, and why not get a win heading into the playoffs? Right. So I'm sure the Cowboys will rally for that. But sitting at the seventh seed, just two games, uh, excuse me, with two teams just a half game behind them, the the Redskins can't afford to lose. Commandos, take a drink. That's another one for me. <laughs> Yeah, they You're going to be wasted if we keep talking about Washington. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there, right? <laughs> I keep talking about the skins. All right, San Francisco, bad news for the rest of the NFC. Javon Kinlaw returning from IR. Oh, yeah, and this defense is just obviously um, just crushing the league right now. They've won seven in a row, you mentioned. Um, they're the three seed, but they're just a game back of Minnesota. And with some win- winnable games left at Vegas and at Arizona after this, it looks like they're going to be putting the heat on to try and grab that second seed. Yeah, man. And they're really they're doing it with Brock Purdy, which is pretty Purdy. damn remarkable. But you just ride that Christian McCaffrey run game and that defense. Hopefully they get Debo back at some point. And this is, you know, one of the top teams in the NFL. for sure. All right. Up next, it is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys at home favored by a point and a half. And this line has moved around a bit, Casey, uh, based on the health of the quarterback of the Eagles. But um, get it started talking about your Cowboys. Yeah, dude. And if you can still get in at a point and a half, go ahead and take that because I expect that line to shift even more if uh, Jalen Hurts is out. But talk about the Cowboys, dude. Really let one get away last week. 
but the sky is not falling, man. I know that Cowboys <laughs> turn on televisions and sell newspapers and all that, but the Jags are an ascending team, man. They played pretty damn good football. And I know a lot of people want to put this on Dak because a couple interceptions. The first one, I don't like the play called Jags just got a touchdown. You come out and you do a, a slow developing play. Give me some play action or a run on first down. I think Kellen Moore yeah. put Dak in a hole there, and then he got hit on the arm and got the touchdown or the interception that set up the Jags score. But 17 points, people freak out on that. Dude, that's really three plays. We've seen it. We talk about it every week. No lead Crazy. is safe in the NFL. you got to bury yeah. a team. And then, you know, late in that game, Dak leads him down, hits Noah Brown on the go-ahead touchdown just over – a minute and a half left defense creates the turnover, right? That should be good run first down, run second down. And then I don't mind passing on that third down right there, but I don't like hucking it 50 yards downfield to try yeah. to do it that way. I would rather even be conservative, make them burn that last time out. They didn't do it. And it really came back to sizzle them only took 27 seconds off the clock. Jags get into overtime and then the interception in overtime. No, Brown's just got to come down with that football, man. Um, that's going to be a first down. They'd gotten the stop in overtime. They're moving down to kick that game winner, and they get out of there. But, uh, you know, lots of good stuff. The last two losses they have are both overtime losses on the road. So I'm not going to be alarmist. They do need to change the narrative in the playoffs. They need to win a game. They're in the playoffs. That's all that really matters. You knew you are going to have to do your work on the road. So um, get it done. It's a big divisional game with Philly. I know I haven't even talked about the Eagles yet because I'm just still like basking. I'll handle that, Casey. Yeah, basking in last week's um, awfulness. But I think it's still going to be fine. I love the run game. Defense is really banged up. A lot of starters are out on this. Hopefully they get LVE back at some point. Dorrance Armstrong needs to get healthy. But that second cornerback position is a little worrisome. But it was supposed to be able to get pressure on the quarterbacks. They they got to Trevor Lawrence last week. They just couldn't get him on the ground, dude. So um, I'm not going to freak out, but I got to see what this team does in the postseason. End of rant. All right. Well, we got this Eagles team sitting at 13-1, and one, Casey, feeling pretty good about where they sit in the playoffs, although certainly they can't afford to throw away any games. But obviously with the quarterback banged up, I think it makes the most sense uh, that they sit him at least for this week. It's, it seems to be uh, like an AC joint or something where it's a one- to three-week injury. He played through it, though, so I'm not overly, overly concerned about the long-term ramifications. They just can't get him banged up again. You maybe got to go away from the run uh, of the quarterback so damn much. But yeah. after this game, they got New Orleans and the Giants, some winnable games. So it looks like they can bag a couple of games in there to get the 14 or 15 wins and really solidify their position. But, I mean, you got to stop running the quarterback so much. It's, it's the third quarterback ever with 300-plus pass yards and three rush TDs in the single game. So that's good news. Dak Prescott, your guy, is one of the other two guys. And, of course, Jack Kemp, you remember him, Casey, um, getting 300-plus pass yards and three rushing TDs in a game, right? But uh, thanks a lot. That ruined my fantasy because Miles Sanders didn't get any rush TDs. <laughs> but uh, that's a this is, but I digress massively. How about uh, A.J. Brown with nine catches, 181 yards? Jeez. Actually. And that's coming off of destroying, like, literally 
his vengeance game against the Titans, where he completely dominated the Got Titans. the GM fired. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right? So, I mean, A.J. Brown is showing what an enormous weapon he is and what an incredible acquisition he was in the offseason. Perhaps the single most influential yeah. um, acquisition of any team in the offseason. But Devontae Smith coming off 126 receiving yards last week as well. And then you look at the defensive side. I mean, both offense and defensive lines here uh, I know they've struggled a little bit uh, uh, against the the run game, but Hassan Reddick, two sacks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery last week. Hargrave, two sacks, two um, tackles for loss last week. I mean, these guys are are a dominant team on lots and lots of different levels, and this is going to be a challenge, even if they're throwing Minshew the mustache at you guys, because that dude's a gamer too, and he loves the opportunity to get out there and fling it around and he's playing with house money. Yeah. So no big deal here. Get it done. Go out there and see if you can knock off this cowboy squad. This is going to be a fun football game to watch. Yeah. And that's what really makes that Jags loss suck even more because it takes a lot of the pressure off of these Eagles. They, they don't, Oh shit. We have to win. It's, you know, Yeah, you guys could have been sneaking up right behind yeah. him with the W here. Uh, that won't be the case. Okay, we'll move it to Christmas Eve in the evening time, Casey. Oh, yeah, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. And, Dave, this is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. We're on a fourth and ten from the Pittsburgh 40-yard line, down 7-6 to six to the Oakland Raiders. 40 seconds remaining in the AFC Divisional Playoff. Rookie Franco Harris snags a deflected pass off his shoestring, races 60 yards for a touchdown. That <laughs> gave the Stellars their first postseason victory. Wow, their first. Holy crap. I know. Isn't it crazy to think of that? Dude, yeah. and these Raiders, man, left for dead when they choked away the Monday or the Thursday night football game against the Baker and the Rams, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, they found yeah. that Raider magic last week. Always bet on silver and black. No doubt about that, dude. Um, and now, uh, obviously, the Raiders, you know, they are sitting there at six and eight, uh, the the 11 seed. That's still alive, but they need plenty of help in that circumstance. The Steelers also six and eight, but they're the 13 seed, uh, losing some of those tiebreakers there. They need even more help. Uh, a more achievable but still unlikely goal for the Steelers is to get to nine and eight and that would avoid Tomlin's first ever sub 500 season as head coach of the Steelers. I believe the Steelers have gone 17 straight seasons, um, without a losing record. So, um, there's still something uh, like pride on the line one way or another. And the Steelers Steelers team is going to come out and play hard. You know, that, you know, that's the case. Absolutely. Dude. Love Tomlin. All right. We'll move it along to Sunday, Christmas day. In the early matchup, it's the Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are at home, and they are favored by four. Yeah, dude, this game just got a little juice with the Packers winning on Monday night. Some other stuff going their way. If they can figure out how to beat these Dolphins, they have two divisional games left against the the Vikings and the Lions. The Lions, they're fighting for maybe that last playoff spot. Six and eight, dude. They had five sacks on Monday Night Football. That pass rush is doing its job. And, dude, I can't say enough about the rookie Quay Walker, dude. This guy is all over the field. Love his game. And now we're starting to see that chemistry that Rodgers has 
with these receivers developing makes for a yep. very interesting offseason, man. Do they just pull the ripcord on the uh, the love experiment and stay with this guy? Because what I saw Monday night, glimpses of the future, I think this team next year, as is with this offense, could make a hell of uh, a lot of noise. But let's talk about this year first. And then these Dolphins, man, coming off a couple brutal losses, although they look better against the Bills than they did against your Chargers. Um, yeah, they've they got the Patriots and the Jets coming up, so they need to take care of business against this Packers team, man. Easier said than done, though. Yeah, that Packers squad, Quay, Quay uh, Walker, who you highlighted there, Casey, I believe a late first rounder where they could have had a wide receiver, <laughs> right? And they ended up getting two wide receivers in the second round there, and both of those guys are starting to come together a little bit for this Packers squad. So a little more um, maybe uh, love for that uh, pa- uh, for the Packers, you know, brain trust there. All right, moving along. Sunday, Christmas Day, Casey. It's the Bahungbug special. It is the lump of coal in my stocking. Um, what do we got here? <laughs> there, there might be a couple lumps of something in the bed for these teams too, because the Denver Broncos at our Los Angeles Rams, and the Russell Wilsons are one point favorites on the road. Yeah, and two of the most disappointing teams in the league this year, for sure. The Rams' stars are all out, and they traded away so many picks, the cupboard appears to be bare. Uh, the drop-off is great uh, there. And this is not what the Broncos had in mind when they traded a slew of picks and players for Russell Wilson. Neither team, unfortunately, Casey, has their first-rounders next year. As bad of a season as they're having, uh, the number three pick, belongs to Seattle in the Russell Wilson deal, not Denver. And the number four pick belongs to Detroit, not the Rams, thanks to the Stafford deal. So a couple of other teams cashing in on these woeful seasons from the Broncos and the Rams. Yeah, Dave, it was F them picks at the beginning of the season. Now there's a comma after F. F them picks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Casey, moving along to Sunday night uh, on Christmas Day. And it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. The Bucks on the road are favored by four. Yeah, if the uh, Rams and the Broncos were a couple lumps, this is, I guess, worthy of one lump. You know, <laughs> Brady and the Bucks probably going to get into the playoffs. Can they flip the switch when they get there? Can't bet against TB12 until he's out and dead. And there's a good chance my Cowboys are going to have to be the ones that uh, make him walk the plank there. So we'll see. And then the card, man. This disappointing season likely to end the Kings barrier. We know he got the new contract. I just don't know how you keep going forward. This guy, Steve Kime got a new contract too. Maybe he stays. I don't know, but you know, who's going to be there. Kyler Murray, baby. (laughs) He got that contract. He's not going anywhere, dude. So that one um, counts against the cap Casey. Yeah. That's how you level all that out. So, um, yeah, just disappointment city for these cards, man. Yeah, and, and we, we shall see if they can put up a fight here against this Buccaneers team that is seemingly in position to make the playoffs. <laughs> All, All right, right, Dave. One last fiesta for Week 16. Our Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Dave, we know what the Colts did last week. Had that huge lead and fell apart, dude. They're going to be hungry on Monday night. What are <laughs> your Chargers going to do, bro? I don't know. I hope we get the second half Colts. Sign me up for the second half Colts for that one, Casey. But I'll tell you what, this Charger team coming off two of their best wins of the entire season, having beaten the Dolphins. Um, the Titans, um, dude. Uh, great. Beating the Titans. The defense, 
from both of these games outstanding, dude. Right. So the Chargers, uh, with a defensive-minded head coach in Brandon Staley, have suddenly started putting together a halfway decent defensive performance, and they've been able to ride that to two victories against playoff-caliber football teams uh, recently. Justin Herbert continues to play. You know, he was very frustrated with his performance uh, last week, but nonetheless, he led the team with 44 seconds left to uh, be in position to get a field goal. And the Chargers have been really trying to get a balanced game where they can run the football a little bit more. They were able to get two rushing touchdowns last week, one from Joshua Kelly um, and then another one, obviously, from Austin Eckler. But this game obviously was in the balance when late in that game, and it was Mike Williams. It's great to have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer together this is only yeah. the second game all season where they're all together. They brought back Donald um, Parham uh, as well in this game. So they're sort of like loading up on weapons that they haven't had most of the season. But Mike Williams, late in that game, that's that unspoken thing between a quarterback and a receiver. He pointed up, and my, uh, and Justin Herbert knew it was time to throw Mike the ball and let him get a 50-50 shot. That's a 90-10 shot when it's Mike Williams out yeah. there. And uh, that set up the, the, the go-ahead. Uh, but on the other side, this Charger team has been much maligned defensively, as you mentioned. They put up a good performance. A good performance against Derrick Henry is giving up 100 rushing yards and like 60 or 70 through the air also. It was a huge number when you look at it, but it contained him. And they also were able to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback in the second half. I think they racked up four sacks in the second half of that football game. When you look at the defensive side of the Chargers, who are playing better, and still look to get Bosa back, hopefully. But Mac had um, a, a big, big game. Drew Tranquil, 10 tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble last week. Kyle Vannoy, a sack in each of the last uh, two games. A big, big sack. And, and Nasir Adderley, a touchdown. Derwin James out of this game. The defense rallying around. Um, what about and- a little love for my guy, K9, baby? K9 was fantastic in this game, and he's he's quietly um, increased the level of, of his performance all season long. And it is really good to see these guys. And, and as Brandon Staley says, they're connected. Yeah. And what he means by that is they're really playing hard for each other, whether it's one guy or another on the defensive side, the offense for the defense and vice versa. And uh, the special teams has been not a disaster, which makes them exceptional compared to the last five or six years of Charger football. And when you late in this game, Herbert was frustrated, as I mentioned, about not being able to move the ball as likely he would have liked to. But he was running up and down, telling the defense, you give me one more chance. Give me a chance and we're going to get this right. And sure enough, they called the timeouts. They saved the 44 seconds and he was able to uh, drive the, the the team down the field. We'll see what they can do. If they can keep this momentum going, they've got yeah. some winnable games in the future, obviously against this Colts squad. That's uh, not very happy. And again, after that against the Rams and uh, the Broncos, they're not going to roll over for the chargers, but they are winnable games. Are you talking about maybe getting Slater back too for that O-line? There's a possibility that Slater will be back. He's ahead of schedule uh, with his biceps surgery. And of course, uh, Bosa, another guy, those would be enormously impactful players on both sides uh, on the on the offensive and defensive line. 
Yeah, dude, and just a little love for Eckler, man. We talk about it. We watch him every week. The dude falls forward no matter what. He gets hit in the backfield a lot, falls yeah. forward for two. I'm coming on around from the other side of all these injuries, getting the cohesion at the right time, playing your best football late, man. If the Chargers can find a way to get in, woo, that's going to be a tough, tough matchup for any of the teams in the AFC, man. I hope they do it. Yeah, they're sitting there at the sixth seed right now. So it's all about just taking care of our business right in front of us. It's it's one game at a time. T-C-O-B, baby. Let's do it. All right. So many ways you can check out the football dudes. Trenzo now available for subscription. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, subscribe. To our YouTube channel, like us on Instagram and Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. Yeah, just go over to FootballDudes.com. It's all there for you. FootballDudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. We want to wish everyone out there a very, very Christmas and happy holidays. For Casey, I'm Dave. We are at a nyah.